Thanks for tuning in. I'm Ben Aston, and this is the Digital Project Manager Podcast. So are you actually good at what you do? Deep down, do you sometimes wonder if you are a bit of a charlatan, a project manager charlatan, no less? Uh, or do you even sometimes worry if you're in the wrong career altogether? Today's podcast will give you all the answers. You can discover, discover how good you really are and work out if you're cut for this game. And a bit of a spoiler alert, you probably are. You're doing fine. You're not a fraud. You just feel like one. So keep at it. So today I'm joined by the wonderful Lena Kalin. Lena, this is her second time on the show. And uh, she works uh, at an agency called Foster Maid. And if you want to know all about Lena, uh, you can listen to our previous podcast with her. But in her free time, uh, Lena does lots of exciting things, including a food blog that you should check out. Um, and uh, she, she's into food. So actually, we should probably start, Lena, by um, asking you about what have you eaten today? Because I'm sure it was exciting. <laughs> Um, actually, today has been a whirlwind, and I haven't eaten anything yet. But what? <laughs> you haven't eaten anything? Blasphemy. But I am excited. I have some chicken marinating when I get home that I'm excited to put on the grill. Okay. You are prepared. <laughs> I am. I can't. Are you, are you serious? You have not eaten anything today? I haven't. I looked at some chocolate that we had in the kitchen earlier and just walked right on by <laughs> Lena, I cannot believe. I feel like you should. We should probably stop talking right away, and you should go and get yourself some food. This comes first. Okay. Well, well, we won't drag this out because I'm worried that you're going to faint. <laughs> um, talking about cooking, I don't know if you bought anything in the Black Friday sales, but I bought an instant Instapot. Oh, very nice. Kind of a big move for me. Yes. So uh, I'm looking forward to using that. I have used it already, actually. The first thing I cooked was rice. Okay, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, start with the basics and work from there, I thought. But uh, uh, are you, apart from your marinating chicken, what else is on the menu this weekend? Um, I think I'm going to go to a farmer's market tomorrow and see what kind of vegetables I can pick up. I love vegetables. Um, and, um, other than that, I don't think I have anything planned. I'll probably end up making some kind of soup. I've been eyeing soup recipes for the past week. Mm. Not really cold enough here for me to feel quote justified, but it's a craving (laughs) and I'm going to make it happen. It's not cold enough to be soupy. What's (laughs) your favorite vegetable then? (laughs) Oh my goodness. I love Brussels sprouts. Really? really do you can do so much with them um my favorite way to cook them or to have them is just cut up really thinly raw and just toss in some vinegar and olive oil and salt and pepper and you let that sit for a little while and it gets soft um it's really good but i also put them on the grill i roast them saute them bacon onions garlic whatever you're feeling really good wow so if anyone's interested, there will be a Brussels sprout party at Lena's this weekend. <laughs> so Everybody's welcome. <laughs> everybody's welcome. If you're a DPM, uh, where can't remember where you are. Where are you? I'm in Virginia. In, in Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. So just head to Virginia. <laughs> it's a small place. You'll see Lena. She's the one cooking with sprouts. Right. 
Okay, but apart from cooking, what else is new since we last spoke? What uh, any interesting projects you're working on right now? Um, I am working still. I think we talked about it on the last podcast, but I'm still working on a lot of process and documentation that's happening in the company. I'm really excited about experimenting with Team Gantt, which was recommended um, by the esteemed uh, Rachel Gertz. Um, taking a look at that, hoping that it solves some problems that we're dealing with inside the agency as far as resourcing and capacity and um, scheduling projections and all of that. Um, well, I would say last month, but we are officially in December. So in October, I was so pleased to attend the DPM Summit in Las Vegas, um, which was fantastic. Um, I loved every moment as I do. Um, it was my second time going, so as I did last year. What was that? What was the highlight for you? Oh my goodness! Um, everything was really fantastic. Of course, it's always incredible to be around other people who understand. Um, as one of my DPM friends said, to go to an event that is put on by project managers, <laughs> so you can just see in the small details the things that have been thought of and organized and, and very well thought through. Um, but there was a workshop that I went to. I don't remember the name of the presenter, but it was an improv um, workshop that, that helped, that really, um, I think, gave me a different perspective on thinking on the spot and communication and focusing on the right things. Um, and I really, really enjoyed that perspective um, and how it related to project management. That sounds fun. And uh, are you now pursuing your improv career outside of work too? I am not, I can't say that I am, but I have definitely incorporated a few techniques into my PM work and my, my personal uh, communication styles also. So what, yeah, tell us about like, like what, give us, give us an example. So for example, yesterday I was talking with um, some of the management here and we were talking about scope creep, um, which is something, of course, that a lot of people struggle with, but something that we're working on corralling internally. Um, and the idea of not just saying no to a request that's out of scope or that needs to be taken care of later, but also surrounding that no statement with the other things that need to be said. So no, or we think that's out of scope. We think that's not a great idea according to our project goals. Um, that will affect our timeline. It will affect our budget. You know, all of those statements that might apply depending on the situation, um, applying that. Um, and I got a little smile on my face as we were talking, remembering the in, the improv workshop and saying, you know, in improv, I think one of the phrases that you're supposed to say often is yes and when you're presented with a situation um, or some kind of proposed character. Um, but in this situation, it's kind of no and. Um, and so just, you know, applying that a little bit different, but making sure that we continue the conversation and lead it on and draw this environment around the statement. Okay. So in, in, in the, in this scenario then, so a client says to you, Oh, can we just have, can you just try another creative execution on that? Your response is no, and, <laughs> no, and <laughs> I don't think directly, maybe not in, in quite the same words, but that concept, spreading that concept to the team to remember that it shouldn't be just the no statement. <laughs> right. Got you. Okay. No, but. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
No, but we could right. change the font. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, that, sound, that sounds fun. So let's talk about um, your article. And I think it's a, um, yeah, I think it's a brilliant article, really, which is about reassuring ourselves that we're doing a good job. And I think it, you know, it's good for us to be honest with the fact that managing projects can be scary a lot of the time. Uh, the fun thing about digital is that it's always changing. And as time goes by, we switch agencies, we change up our clients, we change up the technologies and projects that we're working on. So because of this, because it's constantly changing, constantly evolving, uh, we're doing different things. We can find ourselves on a project and think, what the hell am I doing here? Like, what on earth how on earth is it that I'm the one that's in charge of leading this thing? I've got, I've got no idea what we're doing. And I think what makes this particularly hard is by nature, as PMs, we tend to be control freaks. We like to have a plan. We like to be in control. And if we don't have a plan and we don't know what's going on, um, it can be pretty stressful. So Lena's written this, written this great article on how we can know if we're a good project manager. She re- raises five proof points that we'll talk about in a minute. Um, But I think we should start by talking about, I mean, this is the articles about, you know, whether or not you you know you're doing a good job. But I thought it'd be interesting to talk about whether or not we know whether or not we're a good project manager. I've written some posts on this where I try and kind of simplify it down to the essence of leadership. And I kind of borrow this idea. It's about character, competence and chemistry. It's Bill Hybels' courageous leadership kind of model. Um, character be, being about leadership, about maintaining personal integrity, being calm under pressure, our competence, which is kind of our basics of reading, writing, arithmetic. But I include in that having a good kind of creative eye, technical now, some commercial awareness, and then refining your chemistry. So that diplomacy skills, um, the people skills um, that we have that that, that help ensure uh, that you are kind of relating to your team and uh, your clients well. But I'd be interested to know, like before we know whether or not we're doing a good job, uh, just to kind of start on this idea of actually what makes a good project manager. So I'd be interested to know what you think, Lena, in terms of what is it that makes a good PM a good PM? That is, I love that question. Um, And I think it's really interesting, especially the more that we see how different people from different walks of life and different backgrounds find their way into project management. Um, It's, it's, it makes the, the range of personality types and interests that we have in this industry really varied. Um, But I think the important things are very similar to the principles of courageous leadership that you've talked about. I think it's important to have empathy I think it's important to, um, you know, value communication and um, understanding other people. Um, and then also being being interested in continuous learning, continuous development, um, which I think leads to that competence part that you're talking about. Um, and just making sure that um, you're able to stay calm in situations and and kind of um, spread that to the team. Um, I think what we do is is very difficult and it's very stressful at times. Um, and being able to to maintain a clear head um, even when things get get tricky is a really important characteristic of a project manager. Cool. Yeah, and I think I think the interesting thing about like even those those things that that you mentioned, those things that I mentioned as well, 
they're really hard things to quantify, right? Like how do you, um, yeah, empathy. How do you, how do you know if you're a good empathizer? Is that is that what an empathy? <laughs> how do you know? How do you know? How do you know if you if you're doing a good job or not? Um, other than like, there's no way to empirically. Yeah, there's no way to empirically measure that. I guess you could look at things like how many people say that they don't want to be on my team because I'm just a nasty person. But um, other, other, like, it's really hard to quantify these things, right? Like, um, are you leading well? Are you are you competent? Do you like chemistry, empathy? Um, these these are really hard things to quantify. So I think it's really interesting that yeah, you kind of pick up on this idea of like well how do we know if we're doing a good job if we can't quantify these things so in your article you talk about firstly about caring about your job and your projects um which i think is which i think is really a really good point like having integrity um doing the right thing for your client and your team but um let's be honest for a second um like yes we might care about our job we might care about the projects but often we're working on really boring or dull projects. Like that's just the reality of life. So, or, you know, the client is a bit of a pain in the ass. So when that happens and you're like, I hate this project, I hate this job. Um, what, what, what do you do? Do you find yourself, how do you, how do you make yourself care? I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, when, <laughs> when you feel like you don't care. <laughs> Honestly, um, I I think that boring projects don't really affect me as much um, since I think project management is so exciting. And that sounds like such a typical, you know, what a good answer. But um, I that's think, a great answer. <laughs> I think the, the product that I'm building, um, and this might not be the best thing to say, but the product that I'm building is not what gets me excited. It's my interactions with the team and with the client. It's keeping everything on track, keeping it in order. Um, it's, it's seeing how we take an idea and making that a final product. You know, the, the product along the way is really cool. And there's a, you know, it is great to have a product that we're excited about. But to me, the idea of taking something from a conception to an actual tangible thing that's going to help um, further a business and all of the puzzles that happen in the meantime and the interactions and the communication and the different personality types that happen along that, along that road, that's the exciting thing to me. So it's the, it's the process, exactly. not the project that, that keeps you engaged in it. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's fair. I think, May, yeah, maybe though, <laughs> like maybe maybe I'm getting long in the tooth and I'm jaded, but uh, <laughs> I I think um, one of the I, I think that one of the things I found is that when yeah it, it's sometimes hard to get a team engaged on a project if they're like oh my gosh this is so boring um, I don't want to do another banner ad um, this is just lame right. so then the whole process becomes a bit more of a chore. And I think that's where it's that's where it's tricky, and that's where we have to be kind of energize our team on. Hey, we can make this fun, guys, right. um, and uh, and get them actually to care about. Because if if yeah, if you don't care about it, it it kind of uh, yeah, it cascades down to the team, and then um, 
then the final output's crap and no one's having a good time. So a bit of positivity goes a long way. So Lini's saying the right things. <laughs> so ne- next you talk about people coming to you to solve problems. And I think this is another great indicator if you, you're doing a good job. If if you're if you're the fixer, um, then um, that's kind of, that's what we're here for. We're here to kind of grease the wheels, to forge a path for our team to follow. And I, I don't know about your experience, but in my experience, that's everything from um, fixing a wonky desk to getting people uh, a new laptop or software on the machine to make them save time. In fact, software on the machines, I find this all the time. You'll, um, yeah, a developer or someone or a designer will say, yeah, like I've just been spending four hours on this because, um well, there's this great tool we could use, but I don't have it. And I'm like, well, how much does it cost? Or how, like, tell me how much this thing is. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's it's, it's 10 bucks. And I'm like, you've just spent four hours on it. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's worth more than 10 bucks. Right. And we're buying it now. Yeah. But, um, but, like, so people come to us to solve problems. But where do you go when you're not really sure how to solve the problem? <laughs> That's a great question. I think that happens every day. Honestly, I go to <laughs> Google. Um, I go to the. I have a couple. You know, there's a couple of different online communities of digital project managers, and those are invaluable when there's a question or something that I don't understand. Um, I think because of how project managers speak with confidence. Um, well, I guess, I guess I'll speak for myself. I think because. Um, I speak with confidence. It's assumed often that I know more than I actually do. Um, but, you know, it's important to not be afraid to admit that you don't know something and say, don't worry, I've got this. I'll figure it out for you. Or let's work through that together. Um, and then, you know, seeking additional education through mentorships or the communities that are available or just, you know, a search engine <laughs> to help answer the questions that you don't know how to answer yourself yeah i think yeah i think you're so right i think this happens all the time (laughs) like the people come to me and i'm like they're like i just don't know how we're going to do this and um i I sometimes i say to them well like have you tried finding a solution to this have you have you actually tried googling this (laughs) because that's what I'm about to do. Right. <laughs> and I'm going to come back to you in half an hour and come back with like the something from the first page of Google. But uh, it's amazing how, you know, <clears throat> part of the role of being a digital PM is being a good Googler. Yes. So, uh, yeah, don't play it down. Not everyone, not everyone can do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, you talk about as well, um, like having a firm hand on your projects like you know if you're a good you're doing a good job if you've got a firm hand on your project and for me this is really where the rubber hits the road um in terms of you know if you're doing a good job if your projects are under control or largely under control so how i'm interested to know how you know um or how you control your projects how do you know if you've got a firm hand on your projects like, what do you use to kind of ascertain, hey, we're on track or we're not on track? I, yeah, just love to know your thoughts on that. So I, um, you know, compare, we compare the progress of the project according to the project schedule. 
Um, we compare how developers are doing, meeting their estimates. Um, and I think a lot of my role is to encourage them or, you know, push them to meet those estimates um, and to con- continue to have tasks turning over as was originally projected. Um, of course, the typical me- measurements of, you know, trying to bring a project in under budget, trying to make sure that the clients are satisfied and, <clears throat> excuse me, that given the opportunity, they would, um, you know, work with us again, that they um, enjoy that the team doesn't feel stressed or overworked. Um, but I think that, you know, in addition to those traditional measurements, which are very important, um, and I think they're very expected measurements, um, their memory or the reminder that things are always going to happen that are out of our control. Um, and, you know, we're, we're really fooling ourselves if we think that we'll be able to control everything on our projects. Um, people are fallible and, and that includes us, you know? Um, and I think the, the, one of the most important ways to keep a firm hand on a project is to remain calm in the face of the unknown um, and then to have solutions to problems even before they come up because we've already thought about and prepared for them. Um, and then we set the expectations for how the members of our team, both on the client side and on um, our creative teams, how they're expected to work through a project and contribute um, and make sure that we're aware that, that it could go differently than the plan is, is set and to just be prepared for that and make everybody aware. Yeah. And I think the, um, I think kind of what you talk about in terms of those, yeah, those kind of basic elements of um, actually keeping track of, because it it can be tempting sometimes to be, yeah, lazy around, um, yeah, doing our reconciliations on um, like estimate versus actuals and um, having a, a, a really solid process for that. And a just, even just having the, uh, yeah, the discipline to be kind of doing the the due diligence of running reports and um, and working out whether or not you're on track, I think is a, is a really important aspect of it. Um, because if you if you're not basing it on any data, um, it can sometimes like projects can sometimes just kind of run away with themselves. Um, particularly if we're kind of stretched thin and we're like, I think that one's going all right, so let's not worry about that one this week. Um, but keeping your keeping your finger on the pulse, um, I think, is is really important. And I think one of the um, uh, this is an interesting interesting one. I thought where you you said uh, another sign you're doing a good job is your team wants more of you. And um, are you still the? Because last time I think we spoke, you were the only PM in your agency. Is that still the case? Um, I think that we have extended an offer to a new PM who hopefully should be starting pretty soon. Oh, no pressure. <laughs> if, they're probably listening to you right now. I hope they know they had an offer. They Yes. <laughs> so that's good, right? <laughs> so you've created, so you were the only PM there. Now people think, Hey, this is a good idea. We need more leaners. Um, so so now they're they're doubling the team. <laughs> the team is doubling in size. That's a that's a pretty good job. Yes, it, it's a, it's a really great thing, and I think um, you know it, it can be difficult at first when um, you know it's you get in and you, you're kind of showing the benefit of project management, and 
you know, it's, we want you on more projects. And um, at least for me, as an achiever type personality, and as you said, a, a perfectionist and um, somebody who really likes, who has that kind of mindset, you just, you want to continue to improve and to, to give the skills that you're offering to more projects. And before you know it, you find that you're stretched too thin. Um, and, you know, it, it can cause, I think, some, some ripple effects that aren't, that aren't ideal, but um, just acknowledging early on the fact that your team wants more of you, that they want more project management and they want more projects to have project management. Um, and I think this especially applies in the case of um, a, a solo PM, but um, it's a really great sign and it, it means that you're doing your job well and that you've, you've shown the benefit of what you're doing. Yeah, definitely. I think the, um, yeah, that, the kind of transition uh, in an agency when there are where there are no PMs and then you start introducing project management and then the rate at which you then scale I think is so important because when you're yeah when you're starting out you like you have to kind of carve a bit of a niche for yourself and work out okay uh, this is what the role of project management's going to be but then as you become successful you very quickly start um being stretched too thin so like recruiting early um probably earlier than you think um i think is i think is really important otherwise what will happen is you will be stretched too thin your effectiveness will diminish and then people will be like oh i don't think this project management thing's working so uh as a little handy tip make sure you're recruiting early um otherwise you will look bad (laughs) whether or not you like it but um, I think kind of all that we've covered off, and you mentioned this in your article, like the reality is the job we're doing is a difficult one. Um, but just because um, it can feel like sometimes that um, we are doing a bad job, we're not necessarily doing a bad job, but it doesn't uh, necessarily like reflect the quality of our work. Just because we're being plunged into something new or we feel like we're out of our depth a bit, um, it's that really doesn't define our worth. What defines our worth is these things that we've been talking about, about, you know, caring about the job and the projects that, that, that we're being leveraged well, that people are coming to us to solve problems and that we're in control of our projects. Uh, and like Lena's in Lena's situation, I think is a great one where people want more of you. That's a good sign that, uh, that you're doing a good job. So Lena, thanks so much for joining us. It's been great having you with us. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. And if you'd like to contribute to the conversation, uh, if you've got some thoughts on um, how you know if you're doing a good job, then head over to the digital project manager, uh, to the community section of the site, join uh, the Slack conversation and also comment on the article. But until next time, thanks for listening.